You're listening to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast, where we talk about faith, friendships, and feature boss women from the Black Girls of Purpose community. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls of Purpose. Hey, Purpose peeps, we are back with episode three of our wisdom series, and we have been rolling. Uh, I want to thank everyone who has been listening. You all have helped hold me accountable when I just want to lay in bed or push an episode back another week. And my prayer is that the principles we've been going over the past few weeks are helping you to be more spiritually sensitive to the attacks of the enemy. I just want to do a brief recap of what we've talked about over the past couple of weeks. So this is our wisdom series. As I said in the beginning, um, we've just been talking about the various sources that people are going to find wisdom and find identity and how it is hurting us as individuals and also hurting us as a body. Um, the first week we talked about Adam and Eve and how Eve was the first person who uh, sought wisdom outside of God. Um, earlier this week, we did a counterfeit versus real episode where we talked about the specific sources uh, that people are going to for wisdom. We talked about things like astrology. Um, we talked about uh tarot cards, palm readings. We also even talked about going to your spouse or your pastor if you're supposed to be going to God directly. And um, I know that this has been just a very enlightening series for me. Anybody who teaches will tell you that, you know, God never has you speak on something without bringing you through it first. And so it's just been very enlightening and it's increased my prayer life tenacity. Uh, There was a point this year where I was just like so on fire in terms of prayer. And then uh, some things happened that caused me to kind of just grow silent with God and, you know, pray, but do so half-heartedly. And this series has required me to like go to war the way I was previously. So really grateful um, for that. And just looking forward to God continuing to bring about blessings um, just from sharing his message that he's been sharing uh, with me. So in today's episode, we're actually going to talk about um, truth versus lies, uh, specifically as it pertains to your identity. I thought the best way to illustrate the importance of being able to stand on the truth of God's word in this area would be by telling you a story. Before I do that, as always, I'm going to invite you to be a part of our Black Girls of Purpose community. You can do that by following us on Instagram at Black Girls of Purpose and also joining our email list at blackgirlsofpurpose.org slash join. When you sign up for our email list, you'll get a series of emails from me. The first one has the Purpose Pathway um, ebook, which is a free mini guide in it and talks about how to um, just find what it is on earth that you are here for by asking you a a few questions about a few different things. You'll also get coupon codes to our Black Girls of Purpose uh, to use for our Black Girls of Purpose gear. We launched a t-shirt line earlier in 2018. And then you'll just get some other freebies. As I always say, if you're into free things, then you'll definitely want to do that. Um, Whenever I post a new episode, I send out email updates. And then when we do events and those sorts of things, I send out email updates. So it's just a great way to stay in tap and in tune with what we're doing, especially if it's something that doesn't necessarily pertain to the podcast. It may not be something I share on here, uh, but I'm sharing with the general community. So if you're interested in staying up to date with what we're doing, 
with Black Girls with Purpose as a whole, um, please join our community in that way. Again, you can do that by going to blackgirlswithpurpose.org slash join. And with that said, let's get into the lesson for today. For those of you who are familiar with Black Girls with Purpose, you may know um, my story. The reason that Black Girls with Purpose even exists is that I wrote a book called The Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose. And in that book, I share my testimony about how I battled with thoughts of suicide as a teen. I actually contemplated suicide for the first time when I was 15 because I wasn't able to find significance in my relationships with other people, specifically um, guys that I was interested in or um, friends that I had or wanted so desperately. And I thought instead of waiting around for the people God predestined to be a part of my life, I'd just end it because no one would miss me. I never expressed these feelings to anybody, but you could tell by my day-to-day interactions that I was lacking something. And I guess my mom must have been able to sense it because on my lowest day, she'd come into my room and sit on the edge of my bed and tell me, this is not the end of your story. Uh, No matter how hard the day would be, these words always acted as a glimmer of hope and curiosity always outweighed the desire in my life because I thought if she's right, I can't justify missing out on a good thing. So why do I tell that story? Um, Because the lies of the enemy almost killed me. Thoughts like you don't matter, you're worthless, no one would miss you if you're gone constantly came against me and unaware of the spiritual battle being waged daily between light and darkness. I thought those came, those thoughts came from me. I thought that God didn't care about me because I didn't care about me. And only when I came across Philippians 4 and 8 in the Bible did I finally start to experience some relief. And the scripture says, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And I printed out that scripture and would recite it daily. And one day, I can't tell you when, but it seemed like almost suddenly all the thoughts I'd taken as truth for so long no longer fazed me. And I remember graduating from high school. I started to, after I graduated from high school, I started to finally see um, some of those promises that God made through my mom come alive in me. And it happened in a way I wasn't expecting. Uh, I ended up going to college at the University of Missouri on a faith leap, and I did not want to go. Like, I was just crying, and I, I remember asking my dad why God didn't care about what I wanted, which was to go to HBCU in a big city. But at that point, you know, I, my my relationship with God is wasn't what it is today, but I still knew enough about him and en- enough about what my parents taught me to know that he was good. And so if this is something he was calling me to do, then it would work out ultimately. Uh, but even with walking in obedience, I still came under the attacks of the enemy. And uh, it came through one of my weak points, which was relationships with the guys that I was dating. Uh, There was a particular guy who I was interested in dating. And this was my sophomore year of college. So I was about 20. Um, And I remember he was a believer. So I was like, oh my gosh, like he loves the Lord. Like this is him. You know, all these knuckleheads, as my dad would call them, that I've dealt with in the past. Like this is what I was waiting for. And so I remember expressing to him one day that I thought he was my husband. And he laughed at me. 
And you would think that that would be like a clear cut sign to walk away from the situation. But I didn't. I just was like, oh, Lord, he doesn't see it yet. Like, it's fine. I'm just going to keep praying and waiting. And later on uh, that year during Christmas break, he called me and he was like, hey, Bree, I'm thinking about asking this girl to be my girlfriend. And I got so excited because I thought he was talking about me. And y'all, he was talking about someone else. He was asking me advice about how to ask another woman to be his girlfriend. And it completely crushed me. And of course, you know, I put on a good poker face and gave him tips. But I got off the phone and I just remember looking at God and being like, why doesn't anyone want me? I felt like people's second choice all the time, whether it be friends or guys that I was dating. And I was just so tired of feeling rejected and just worthless, ultimately. And that night, I really feel like that was my salvation story um, because I remember God saying so clearly, like, I haven't rejected you. I've chosen you. And in his eyes, I was royalty. And that's exactly what First Peter 2 and 9 says, that we are a chosen people, a holy nation, a special possession that we would declare the praises of the one who called us all out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And that's why our... Uh, our mission statement is to illuminate truth because for me I had been living in the darkness I was literally in the dark at that moment and God illuminated his truth by telling me what he thought about me and you know I had to believe I had to believe and that's where I think you're going to be battling daily and and where I hope you you know I hope your battle ends today and that you say you know what I'm going to choose to believe what God says about me um, because if you don't make that choice, then you'll be like I was. You'll think that something's wrong with you, that no one wants you, that, you know, you love people too much. You're not bold enough or you're too bold with your feelings. And ultimately, it'll cause a root of bitterness within you and make it hard for future people that you're dating. But, you know, it's so funny because God still used all of that. And he always does. He always uses it for our good and his glory. And that's how I have this ministry. And that's even the story with the guys. I ended up meeting my husband because I shared with him um, just the trifling happenings. And we ended up just talking about it. And he really um, just helped me to kind of work through that particular thing. And what's so cool about it is that this was like almost a year before we officially started dating so I didn't even look at him like oh he's just trying to get in get in good or something so I decided to believe um, instead of the lies of the enemy that what one Psalm 139 says about me that I'm fearfully wonderfully made that what Jeremiah 1 and 5 says that before I was in my mother's womb God knew me and you know as the saying goes what could have killed me made me stronger and now I'm here sharing my story and I want to let y'all know, it's, it's, I share even all of this just to say, just because you serve God does not mean everything in your life will be easy. But because of your service to him, because of your alliance with him, because he's giving you the right to become children of God, children of God, as the word says, and co-heirs with Christ as the word says, then you'll have everything you need. Like he has equipped you as Ephesians says with every spiritual blessing. And so instead of feeling like you're fighting an uphill battle, you will have some relief. I believe if you're listening to this podcast, you may 
also be struggling with the lies of the enemy. Um, if he's not telling you to end your life, he may be telling you to seek some sort of relief, but not the guilt-free relief that God brings. He may be telling you to go back to that relationship that was toxic or turn to pornography or, you know, you might be a recovering alcoholic and he's telling you, you can handle one little drink. He might be dangling that one thing in your life that you seem to grab. You can't seem to grab hold of the same way that he did with Eve. So with her, I said this in the first episode, she, her and Adam had the entire garden, but the enemy was like, but what about that tree? So with you, it may be, okay, you're successful in your career, but you're not married or Maybe you're married, but you don't have success in your career. Or maybe you're married and you have success in your career, but you don't have children. Or you really like your job, but you need a pay raise or whatever the case may be. There is just something that you feel like you're lacking. And the enemy is using that one thing to convince you that God is not good or sovereign and that he's the one causing you pain. And that's... Like I I always say this, if he can get you to doubt God's goodness, then you become susceptible to anything. And that's exactly what we've been talking about through this series, that if you've chosen the word of God as the foundational truth for your life, then your biggest battle every day is whether or not you're going to believe, because there are things that he has probably promised to you that you cannot see. I always talk about how I believe that my husband and I are going to be debt free. And while I thought I was going to be able to do it a certain way, okay, we're going to do this debt snowball and we're going to pay this much off in 2018. I didn't foresee that in 2018, we wouldn't be employed traditionally. I didn't see that we'd be moving right at the end of the year. I didn't see that we'd be having another baby. So it's just like all of my plans went straight out the window. But that doesn't mean that God isn't good to me. And I touched on this in the first episode as well. I think that's why so many people look to other things because you've just gotten to a place in your life where the enemy has fed you so many lies to say, you know, God is not really good or he doesn't really care about you. So why why are you serving him so faithfully? Or if you're not serving him, he's just like, okay, well, Look at those other Christian people. They seem to be struggling. Like, is that really what you want to do? Don't you want to at least be free? They don't have any freedom. Like, you need to be free. And I just want to turn the lies of the enemy onto their heads today by helping you to see that all of those lies um, are just, they go in line with his character. And and they're all a, all a bigger part of this war that we're waging John eight forty four says about the devil, he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature because he is a liar and the father of lies. Uh, one of the enemy's main purposes on earth is to keep you blinded, blinded to the goodness of God, blinded to your blinded to your identity. And the only way you can fight against him is by putting on the full armor of God, which we'll study in depth next week. And the anchoring piece of that armor is the belt of truth, which comes from abiding in God's word daily so that in the moments when you find yourself battling with your identity, battling with temptation, battling with doubt or low self-esteem, you will have an exact word to send the devil back to the pits of hell from whence he came. And you can do it all in Jesus's name. I always talk about um, 
when Jesus was tempted in the desert after he fasted for 40 days and the enemy tempts him in all these different ways. And what I think is so interesting is that the only in the only weapon that Jesus used and only one he needed was the word of God. But notice the devil knew the word too. He just twisted it to make it seem like just just to get his own objective across. And so if you don't know your word for yourself, like we talked about with Eve, because she didn't know exactly what God said and she was adding to it, then you can be deceived. But if you say, no, that's not what God's word said, or that's not what God said about me, or this is the promise that God has given, then you can continue to um, push through and get the relief that you need. One of my favorite scriptures is James 4 and 7, and it says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Uh, That submission part is where a lot of us are struggling, and that's what we've been talking about for the past two weeks, that, you know, we've heard God's word, but it's like, oh, will I believe? And there may be some of y'all who are listening to this podcast now. And first and foremost, I'm grateful for your curiosity, because even if you're a skeptic, there's still enough in you that's like, "Mm, but what if there's some truth to what she's saying? It's almost like it was with my mom and me that I thought to myself, this life isn't worth living. But then there was that curiosity that was like, but what if she's right? What if this isn't the end of my story? And I know that God is intentional in having you come back here and spend this time week after week because there are certain things he wants to reveal and yes he's gonna have certain stuff come through me but you have to understand that it's not me it's not Bree it's the Holy Spirit ultimately like he's the one who is gonna be the person to dissect the word and really apply the word for you and he will connect it with other things that you've heard through previous weeks and you know what I love about him is that his pursuit of us truly is a love story. It's kind of like he courts us and he finds things out about us and he just, you know, kind of watches us from afar and then he comes in in his perfect timing. And um, you may think that you're a critical thinker or you're analytical um, and that that's why you're really struggling to believe. But again, we know the word of God says that <laughs> the enemy is, is just fighting against you because he 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 comes against you with um just darkness and 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 authority so the word says that our fight is not against flesh and blood so even where you may feel like okay my my ex is the reason why I'm struggling or you know I just need to do more self-care I need to take better you know I need to go to the spa each week it's like that is a a temporary solution for a problem that is weighed into eternity. And, you know, I think that for me, when I began to see, even just this year, that when I began to see that the devil is the real enemy, it really changed the way that I viewed Um, really everything around me. Whereas before I would get upset with people easily, or I would get bitter about things. When I saw that they were my partners and not my problem, then 
I was able to develop the right um, perspective that I needed to just walk victoriously. And I just want to quote directly the scripture out of Ephesians six twelve, which says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So you have to know that truth daily because when those lies come in, you need to be able to identify the source of them and understand that God's word says in John 10, 8 through 10, the thief comes in to steal, kill and destroy. But Christ came so that we could have life and have it abundantly. Christ has everything we need. And if we make the choice to abide in him and to trust in him, to believe in his truth over the lies of the enemy, then we don't have to fight for victory. We can fight from victory. Now, here is the part you may or may not have been participating in. Uh, Today's lesson is shorter than all the lessons from the previous weeks um, because Today's lesson is about making a choice. If you're going to believe the truth of God's word or if you're going to believe the lies of the enemy. And as I worked on the lesson for this week, God placed it on my heart to extend to you um, the opportunity to believe in Jesus Christ as your savior, to take the truths that I presented over the past few weeks and apply them in a way that has the ability to change your life for all of eternity. If you are tired of looking for wisdom out of the true and living God, outside of the true and living God, if you've grown weary of the counterfeit sources that have left you feeling empty, if you're tired of fighting an uphill battle and feel like you're just being beat down by the enemy, then please um, accept my plea, like accept Jesus Christ as your savior this morning, this evening, whenever it is that you're listening. Um, I want you to accept him because... If you don't, none of the truths and the comforts that I've shared or will be sharing even next week as I talk about the armor of God will apply to your current reality. And I can't lie, like I shared with y'all, maybe it was earlier this week that I've struggled with this series um, because the enemy has tried to come against me and tried to be like, oh, well, you know, you're not a pastor. How can you talk about spiritual warfare? You know, you you never went to seminary. But God has told me his word is the only authority that I need. And even more than that, scripture says in Revelation that the devil is conquered by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So if I have nothing else, I have my testimony. And if it hadn't been for the truth of God's word and meditating on Philippians 4 and 8, like, there would be no breed, which means there's no podcast, there's no Black Girls of Purpose, there's no marriage to Jordan, there's no giving birth to Jaden or this baby that's growing inside of me. My ministry fails to exist completely. And that's what John 10, 8 through 10 means. If the devil can kill you now, it's not just you that he's killing. He's killing everyone, whether spiritually or physically, who's predestined to be impacted by your story. Um so what do you say? Are you ready to believe? I think of um, Joshua 24, which I think I talked about earlier this week, where he said, choose you this day who you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And if there is anything in your spirit that's saying, you know what? Why not? Let's try this thing. Um, 
<laughs> I, I want to tell you that the enemy's going to probably come against you even now and be like, oh, well, you're not ready or you just need a little bit more time or, you know, is she really qualified to be doing this thing? And I want you to know that God loves you so much that he moved heaven and earth to put it on my heart to ask you to be a part of his family. And he is just as present now in this moment as he is in a sanctuary on a Sunday morning. I think he wants to, I know he wants to be in fellowship with you. He wants you to be free and he wants you to be equipped with all the spiritual blessings he promised to those who believe the truth of John three sixteen. And if you have not read that scripture, it said, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him would not perish, but would have life everlasting. We know from John 1 and 12 that he has given everyone, every single person on this earth, the right to become children of God. And we know from Romans eight seventeen that he gives us the ability to be co-heirs with Christ. But he won't force his way in. He wants you to let him in willingly. And so... If you can connect with anything that I've said, if you want to be able to fight and get the victory, if you want to seek wisdom from God because you feel like you're living on empty, then I'm uh, asking that you will pray this prayer with me. Dear God, thank you for saving me. And for loving me so much that you set aside this time for me to come into fellowship with you so that I can be with you in eternity. I confess that I've had a hard time believing, but right now I'm choosing to toward, turn towards truth and ask that your Holy Spirit will come alive in me. I confess that I am a sinner, but I believe that you sent your son to save me. Please come into my heart so that I can finally wage war properly. Remove from the scales from my eyes so that I finally may see. If you prayed that prayer, God bless you. Welcome to the faith family. I encourage you to get plugged into a church body as soon as possible so you can receive the support that you need. And if you are still struggling with the truth of all this, then I want you to allow me to end with a Bible story out of Matthew 13. It says, on that day, Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down while the whole crowd stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, Consider the sower who went out to sow. As he was sowing, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on rocky ground where there wasn't much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered. Others fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them. Still others fell on good ground and produced a crop, some 100, some 60, and some 30 times what was sown. Anyone who has ears should listen. He explained the parable of the sower in verse 18. You then listen to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. 
This is the one sown along the path. And the one sown on rocky ground. This is one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but is short-lived. When pressure or persecution come because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now the one sown among the thorns, this is one who hears the word, but the worries of this age and the seduction of wealth choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But the one sown on the good ground, this is the one who hears and understands the word, who does bear fruit and yields, some 100, some 60, some 30 times what was sown. Y'all, I hope that you'll choose to be the good ground, not just for yourself, but for everyone who's attached to your ministry. And I'm praying that God will continue to work on your heart so that you will accept him in the right timing. I think it's worth sharing um, that just because you believe does not mean that you will be free of trials that all of a sudden your life is easy I, I've shared so much of my testimony on this podcast but what I can say is that because I have Christ I have survived those things things that may have literally killed me um I see God using for his glory Romans eight twenty eight says and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose And that gives me the peace that I need. You know, Philippians 4.19 says he is able to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Uh, Jeremiah 29.11 says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Um, His word also tells me that no temptation has overtaken me except what is common to man. But with every temptation, he will give me a way out so that I'm able to escape. And so things that I used to have to fight on my own, I can fight with him. And I want that to be the same thing for your situation that, again, it doesn't mean that you won't have trials. We know from James 1 and 3 that God says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you endure trials of any kind, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, but endurance must do its complete work so that you can be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And so it doesn't mean that you won't go through things, but the truth is that because of God, because of the strength of God, um, what the devil wants to use to kill you can be turned into your ministry. And I'm a living testimony of that. I am um, really just blessed to have this community. I'm blessed to be married, to have children, to, you know, be able to talk to y'all week after week. And if you had told me as that 15-year-old little girl that, you know, one day I would share the gospel and people would listen to me, I wouldn't have believed you. And maybe that's a lie that you're hearing It's like, well, who cares what you have to say? And I just want you to know that somebody cares. Um, I had a conference last year in New Orleans, and it was a huge faith leap. 
I didn't have the money for it, didn't know who was going to come. We had maybe like five confirmed people and 75 people ended up showing up. But I tell people that I think God had that entire conference designed for one um, young lady who ended up being my mentee. And I've seen her go through so many things this year, things that would have killed me, you know, things that I'm like, dang, I thought I thought I had a testimony and she has a real testimony. And so if you've been through a lot of things, I also want to cast down the lie that that is because of you directly. Yes, there are certain things that we bring upon ourselves, but other things are just a part of your story. And you know, we don't know why God does certain things. His words says that his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. My sister and I had a conversation about that recently where she was like, you know, how does God decide, okay, this person can go without their mom. So their mom passes away and this person can. And I can't tell you those things. But what I can tell you is that he is sovereign, that he is good. The word says that he is the source of every good and perfect thing. And if there's even any part of you that believes that, I hope that you will accept him as your Lord and Savior um, this week. So that's all for this week, my friends. Like I said, it was a much shorter lesson today, but I believe that it has the power to um, impact your life in a really big way. Next week, we'll be ending our series with the Armor of God study. Again, if you've been getting beat up spiritually, this is exactly what you'll need to get off the sidelines and start fighting. And I think it's a perfect prelude to 2019. So that is all for this week. And I'll talk to you soon, Queens. Did you enjoy this episode? If so, I hope that you'll leave us a five-star review. Also, be sure to share with your friends. And as I said in the beginning, please join our community by visiting blackgirlswithpurpose.org join so you can stay connected. Have a great week. It's never that easy to choose purpose But I would die to my flesh, live a life of worship I'm really, really, really trying to make it into heaven I'm trying to hymn say two words like, well